Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Hey, welcome to Big and IJ Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing the operation. So there's been a lot of talk recently. I mean, it's almost every time you turn on the NFL Network or ESPN, someone's uh, not hiding the Kansas City Chiefs. They're hiding somebody else in the division. The one team I really haven't heard much about is the Raiders. KJ yeah. Wright on NFL Network talked about the Raiders. Now, they should have a big chip on their shoulder. I mean, they had a temp coach come in there. Take it to the playoffs, got rid of two first-round picks, and still were able to make the playoffs. Okay. That was showing some kind of progress. Then Denver goes out and gets Russell, and Chargers are still Chargers. It's a pretty great division, but don't count them out. I mean, for a team that made the playoffs last year, you'd think they would have a little bit more buzz, but, you know. A little bit more buzz. Well, K.J. Wright was on NFL Network, and he picked the Raiders. They're not, and when I look Ooh. at when I look at the offseason they put together, I, I didn't like it. Look at leave, letting Tyreek Hill leave that building is going to take some time to overcome. You cannot just let him leave the building and expect to still be number one in that division. Who's number one is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. That's who I have as number one. And when you look at the offseason they put mm-hmm. together, bringing in Josh McDaniels, he is a quarterback guru. He has a blueprint to getting guys to the Super Bowl. And when you pair him with Derek Carr, you bring Derek Carr's favorite weapon in and Devontae Adams. I cannot wait to see those guys go to work this year. And then on the defensive side, we haven't even got to defense. Bringing the best, in my opinion, pass rusher and Chandler Jones, pairing him with Max Crosby is going to be a fun time to watch. And so the Raiders are number one in this division. So there you go. There's the Raiders number one in the division from K.J. Wright. Okay. Real likes him. You know, we keep hearing various things and – Different guys on different teams because everybody's got to have their their picks. What drove me nuts the other day is when Michael Robinson, and Michael Robinson's really getting on my nerves. Like his takes, he must be like a Chiefs hater because everything he says, it's like, what's he talking about? And the whole thing was clutch quarterbacks and two-minute drill. And he takes Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. This guy has the strongest arm in the National Football League. It was confirmed by my colleague and good friend and insider, Peter Schrager, yesterday. It's Josh Allen. Bill's Mafia stand all the way up. The reason why he's number one, let me take take you guys through some stuff. You already know. Guy had over 14,000 yards in, what, four or five years um, in the National Football League. He has the strongest arm in the game right now. And I can argue in our in the history of our game, I can argue that I really can make that argument. I can also make the argument that he doesn't have some of the weapons, some of the unique talents that a Patrick Mahomes has ha, Patrick Mahomes has around him. But really why I like Josh Allen in the clutch, the guy has 763 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns last year. I know everybody's out there saying, but Mike is a quarterback. 
It's not like you're talking about a Lamar Jackson or over, 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 over a thousand yards. But in the final two minutes, you averaging 6.3 yards per carry. That's what Josh Allen does right now. So that's the only stat he gave out, 6.3 yards a carry. You know, who cares? Again, when they played the Chiefs, it came down to a 13-second by Mahomes drive. And why I think this kind of drive, this, this drive would have been world famous for the Chiefs. This would have been like 65 toss power trap. Would have been like, do they have time to run Wasp? If the Chiefs would have been able to beat the Bengals and get to the Super Bowl, would have carried on how big that play was. But it didn't happen. The Chiefs didn't win that game against the Bengals. But the one thing that's often left out is the Bills had the number one defense in the NFL. When Mahomes did that drive, he didn't do it against the slouch, the slouch defense. Didn't do it against the 15th-ranked defense. Didn't do it against the 23rd-ranked defense. He did it against the number one defense. And that should be more embarrassing to the Bills than anything. Not only that, it should be embarrassing to them that down the stretch, they lost 41-15 to at home to the Colts. They lost to Steelers to open the season. They lost to the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars with Urban Meyer. Buffalo. They can complain all they want about the overtime rules. That game should have been in New York, not Kansas City. But they couldn't they couldn't stand or couldn't handle being the top team. Pressure got to them. It did get to them. It's not easy being on top. But would you take Mahomes or Josh Allen in the final two minutes? I, I mean, Mahomes has already proven that he's the better quarterback in those situations, right? No, he has. He, he's proven it. And we'll see what Josh Allen can do without Brian Dable. So there's all these picks. Then there's Jeremy Fowler of ESPN. Who's goes with the Chargers? I was pumping that old Chargers theme song this morning, Ryan. Where are the Chargers? <laughs> it's coming. It's their year. They got a top six quarterback. I don't trust Denver yet, even though they have the acquisition of Russell Wilson. He's got something to prove. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they are a little flawed, even though I just pumped them up. And then the Raiders haven't won the division since, like, boy bands were popular back in the early 2000s. So the stage is set for the Chargers. They got the best offensive personnel in the division, and the defense just loaded up with free agents and draft picks. They're going to be a lot better. So they're going to charge a lot of love for the Chargers. And it's tough for some people to, to pick the, uh, the hot take in the AFC West. Is they going to go with Denver and Russell Wilson being there? Because last year, I liked the Broncos roster better than I did the Chargers. Thought they had a bad, the bad, the quarterback coach combination wasn't great. So Denver didn't uh, fulfill their expectations. ESPN also did rain their computers for over under wins for teams. And this, Julio, is comical. More, way more. What about this blatant disrespect that put the Chiefs at 9.4 wins? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid battery has averaged at least 12 victories at each of the last four years. So they're going to load up. I'm, I'm told they're low-key excited about their sneaky good draft. They feel like they're going to be better. Marquez Valdez-Scanley is going to step up, have a big year. Loss of Tyree Kill might affect him in a game or two, but not three or four games. They're going to win double-digit wins. Thank you. <laughs> they put the Chiefs at... 9.4 wins the computers. Now this, this is, and then the old Vegas over-under is 10.5. But this is it's run to the bank and bet on this. Here's what Andy Reid, they, they talk about, well, last four years, he's averaged 12 wins. How about this? Go back to the last decade. Go back the whole time Andy Reid's been here with the Chiefs. Or just go back, let's just go back to 2015. How about go back to 2015. When the playoff run started, because they didn't make the playoffs in 2014, but they won nine games that year. That was the worst year Andy Reid's had in Kansas City, and they win nine games. He averages 11.8 wins a year. 
Now, and you have the 17th game. You've got the extra game, so at 9.4, uh, yeah, that's, that's just flat disrespectful. Yeah. You know, and as far as these teams in the division, here's the one thing about it. Father's Day's coming up soon. I hope these teams write Andy Reid a Father's Day card. Because he, he has owned and put these teams on their knee and spanked them in this division, and he keeps doing it. I like what you did there. The last 10 games against the Raiders, he's 8-2. Eight, eight and 13-2 and two in the last 15 games. 15 in the last 18 against the Raiders. Versus the Chargers, 7-3 and three in the last 10. 13-3 and three in the last 16. And keep in mind, one of those victories were the Chargers when the Chiefs played the JV. You know, the Chargers beat Rockers. You know what I mean? They didn't exactly beat the Chiefs in that game. Chiefs versus the Broncos, 13 in a row. They haven't beat the Chiefs since 11-15-2015. The quarterback that day was Peyton Manning, who's, by the way, already in the Hall of Fame. That is domination over division. They've won the division six straight times. But when I put those numbers up there, I mean, just the odds. If you play poker, don't you go with the odds? It's usually how it works, right? He, he owns these teams. He plays well against these teams. And you say, well, the Chiefs, you know, got some tough road games this year. Well, you know, 2020 and 2019, they went 15 and one on the road, five and three on the road last year. But the year before that, eight, no. Year before that, seven and one. So again, when you got Mahomes, it doesn't matter where you're playing, you can win games. But I, I found that that interesting that this keeps being the. This Chiefs being the this keeps being the uh, the narrative for the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, one guy that you're gonna like and one guy that continues to like the Chiefs is Lewis Riddick. And Max Kellerman on ESPN chimes in as well and makes some great points about why you should pick the Chiefs. I'm gonna go with Kansas City simply because of this. It's not just because of Patrick Mahomes. I know that's an easy way, an easy like reason to point to, but I think this team has the strongest offensive line in football. They have one of the most talented quarterback in football. They have really right now reconfigured their wide receiver room to the point where I think with the addition of Sky Moore in the draft and Juju Smith-Schuster controlling the middle of the field and Marquez Valdez-Scanling being the kind of deep threat that is not Tyreek Hill. I get it. He's not. They still have Nicole Harmon. They still have Travis Kelsey. Defensively, they're going to be better as well. The coaching staff remains intact. They drafted very well on defense. Like, I don't know how you can count them out right now. The, the AFC's loaded. We all know that. We talk about it all the time. Take your pick about which team you want, which quarterback you like. But I'm going to go with Kansas City. Yeah, I, uh, listen, I'm going to go with Kansas City until proven otherwise also. They host the championship game every single year in the AFC, right? And I understand the Bills are coming, and every year they get closer and closer, and if they get any closer, they've passed them. Dayball, to me, that's a big deal. You lose your OC. I just brought up Sh uh, Sean Payton. You yep. lose your OC. Good We're just name. assuming everything's okay. Uh, Josh Allen's development mm -hmm. is like the perfect success story year over year, and if that OC is gone, I don't think that's nothing. And then McDuffie and Karloftis for the, for the, for the uh, 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 Chiefs and the draft I think it's just smart good solid yep. defending the secondary and on the line and then you know what Lewis in the end it does come down to this to me if the question is football and you're I'm gonna go with Mahomes like I'm going with see that made a lot of sense love it love it you know why you go against them they went to four AFC title games we'll see what we can do I mean as far as the disrespect level you know I, I will be there with the Raiders that's disrespect level they're not gonna win the division but they did make the postseason. They did. Coaching changes. And they did it with a temporary coach. The Raiders were a dumpster fire there for a while. Yeah. 
Truly. Because the whole Henry Ruggs incident and Damon Arnett, they got rid of. That was their two first-round picks in 2020. Not John Gruden. 2020 in in Mayock while he's fired. And Mayock. But they didn't make the postseason. And then there's the Bengals that are just sitting out there, right? Like, no one's loving on the Bengals. Because you don't hear their name with the Chargers, with, with, with the Bills, the Chiefs, whatever. If I'm, if I'm them, I'm a little miffed. They redid their offensive line this year. That was their biggest problem last year was not protecting Burrow. Redid the offensive line. The secondary is sick. Because they already got Jesse Bates, one of the best safeties in the NFL. They draft Dax Hill. Yep. Second best safety in the draft, in my opinion. And then they add Cam Taylor Brett, one of my favorite corners. Out of Nebraska. You're not going to mention Eli Apple? You're gonna, we're not going to mention Eli. <laughs> okay. All right. Just checking. We're going to stay off of Eli. All right. I hope you do. But I just find it interesting that you know, picking the Chiefs is not the popular thing to do. It's almost like guys are going out on a limb to do it. And I often wonder if they have a producer in their ear. And they show up to work and like, hey, man. You can't pick the Chiefs. Well, they do that. You have to make some. You have to create some controversy to keep things interesting. But how many times have we been through that? We go through this every year as Chiefs fans, right? Every year, right? The the Chargers are the sexy pick. They're going to be so great, and then every year, right? They poop the bed. Like we're we're used to this. This is how it goes, and I prefer it this way. And then the other thing he said, um, Josh Allen's got a, a stronger arm. When it came down to the micro, how do we know that? Uh, yeah. They haven't yeah. had the throw off yet. How do, how do we know that? Yeah, I, I will Mahomes say Mahomes' arm is pretty damn strong. And not only that, maybe the strongest arm in history. Well, Brett Favre probably has something to say about that. Uh, Dan Marino, there's a couple of them out there that uh, would give them a run for their money. Well, Jamarcus Russell yeah. sit on the, his knees at the 20-yard line, throw it 80 yards to the goalpost. How'd that turn out? It didn't turn out. Nah, not well. So, I mean. He likes to watch blank DVDs. But I do feel that that's some of the disrespected teams. Uh, like I said, we're, we're used to it, and I'd rather I'd rather go go into the season low key and under the radar than have all this unnecessary pressure. So I'm good with it. Is there any surprise team that you have? Any character was asking me that the other day. Any surprise team in the A? We'll do AFC and NFC surprise team that's not getting talked about. Now this doesn't have to be who you think's going to win. It just a team that you believe in that's not getting the respect that you could see them. Maybe be in the Bengals of last year because they were a four-win team the year before. Uh, in the AFC, I'd probably say, and this this might not, I don't know if this is what you're looking for or not, but I think the Steelers are actually going to be better than they than they were last year. I know they were a playoff really? team. Even with Trubisky. But I think, yes, I, I mean, look, you can't get much worse than what the skeleton of Ben was throwing him out there last year. Um, but they got deep, man. That that wide receiver core got even deeper. They're even more stacked on defense again. And uh, their division, eh, we'll see. But uh, I think they're a dark horse. The uh, the Bengals over under in Vegas is nine and a half. I think the Bengals are going to take a step back this year. The Ravens are going to be much improved. Because once the yeah. most injured team in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. They're the getting Ravens. everybody back. I would go Colts. And the reason I'd go Colts is they should have been a playoff team they, last year. They should have been. But a there was one team. major problem, Carson Wentz. I saw Carson yeah. throw an interception at the goal line where he just threw the ball up in the air and returned for a touchdown. Yeah, but do you think Matt Ryan is Jackson. really – do you think yeah, he's an upgrade? He, he, I don't think so, that man. Is he's an, old. That is an upgrade over Carson Wentz, though. Like Not he's got by some, much. He's got some serious numbers in this league. Uh, yeah, he does. in the past, but – But he's an upgrade because here's the thing. The year before was Phillip Rivers. He was on his last legs. 
Then he, then he coached high school football in Alabama the year after. They they almost went to Buffalo and beat them. They'd missed the 32-yard field goal, and Should've they decided to go for it on fourth and two at the goal line, or they would have beaten the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo in the playoffs. And they were getting the most out of Phillip Rivers. The Colts, remember when they were turning heads last year? Everybody's like, ooh, look out for this team. This team you don't want to play in the playoffs. Yeah, they didn't make it. Because Carson Wentz. Because mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, they didn't make the playoffs. Matt Ryan is an upgrade over Carson Wentz. Now, he's not great, but he's an upgrade. I don't know why they keep going back to that that same well. It's just going to turn out like it did last year. Yeah. I just think this year is going to be a lot of fun, man. It is. It's fun every year. But uh, Five teams have 13 prime yeah, time games. This is, this is going to be – the AFC is just going to beat each other up all year long. That's just, And I'm, I'm here for it. I am too. Coming up next, off-season report card from Bleacher Report. I think it's actually pretty fair. We'll discuss that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back to Big and Night, Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez, producing the operation. Our phone number, 913-576-7610. Jay Southland, Tow Service, text line, 913-576-7610. Royals lose today to the Chicago White Sox. Five-game series. Seems like the White Sox were here forever playing the Kansas City Royals. But Royals lose the series three games to two, which uh, Merrifield's hitting streak in the day at 10 games. Bobby Wood still got a hit. What are we? What, what's his nickname? Do we have a, a nickname for him yet? I don't think so. He's got to get a little bit more of a hitting streak for that. Bobby Wood Jr. Is it three hit wit? No. Four hit wit? I don't think the name wit. One hit wit? He's Bobby, man. Bobby Wood. All right. Or Junior. I don't know. Well, you got to get creative with it. So I'm leaving it up to you. You're we'll the see. talent. You're the talent. We'll see what happens when, uh, if whatever leaves, you know, just he'll be the new wet. We'll get to some more Royal stuff in a minute uh, at 7.30 because you guys are really mad at what's going on. And J.J. Piccolo was on with Cody and Gold yesterday. He said some really interesting things about this uh, this team I think you'd enjoy. But I was looking at the thing on Bleach Report. I was talking to Kling about this this morning, and it's pretty fair grade. And I'm kind of curious where you come out on this. Free agency trade grade, they gave the Chiefs a C. Because the key departures, Tyree Kill, Tyron Matthew, Shervarius Ward, Byron Pringle. Tyree Kill, that's a big loss, okay? Matthew, not so much. Again, that's more name, I think, than play. And then Shervarius Ward, he went and got a bunch of money to the Niners. But let's not forget, he was an undrafted free agent. The Chiefs traded Parker Anger for him. Parker Anger ended up on the Lions practice squad last year. So Shavarius was a much better addition than that. And then Byron Pringle, undrafted free agent. Key additions, and then he's his draft ones. Trent McDuffie, Karloftis, Sky Moore, and Brian Cook. Okay. Yeah, but those aren't free agents. I mean, yeah, I mean key draft sure additions. Key those. draft yeah. additions. Draft gave the even A. That, that's a, everybody's Absolutely. giving them A. Yeah. Like I, I've a rarely plus. seen the Chiefs not get an A. I haven't seen any pluses, A minuses. I've rarely seen any B's at all. Yep. Yep. 
think there was one Kuiper, something like that had him at a B. I think I can't remember exactly what he what he had him, but the overall grade in the offseason, a B for the Chiefs. Uh, I would say they certainly lost more than – and I'm talking strictly free agency. I think the draft is something a little bit separate. But they definitely lost more than than what they gained. But I think from top to bottom they are they are better. They just don't have as high of a ceiling, I think, as, as when they had – I mean, and, and I chalked that up basically to Tyreek Hill, right? I mean, you had one of the top three receivers in the league. You lose that, I mean, you can't say that you're going to be better. No, no. But the bottom line is, I mean, but they're deeper. Juju was a nice pickup for him. Yeah, MVS I mean, was decent. That was yeah. Jaron Christian was it was a pickup from the Texans, under the radar type move for him. Yeah. But an offensive lineman, swing offensive lineman, they can use in various ways. But they're going to be different, and they flipped the roster. They've completely flipped the roster. Yeah. Gotten a lot younger. Because well, yeah, they, they're going with youth, and they're trying to build a team through the draft. Yep. And not only that, they want to save money. And they want to save money for next year. Uh, they do have a, a half a billion dollar quarterback to pay. You got that. And there there were some cap issues. I know people think a lot of times the cap's fake and the cap is manipulated. But it does. At some point, it does hit you. It does hit you. But honestly, they've rebuilt the roster. It's what you can do when you have a franchise quarterback. Well, and I think what they've done beautifully is is set themselves up for free agency next year. Right when the cap explodes and they're going to have even more room, so they're going to be young, but then they can sign those home run free agents and have the money to be able to do that. Not just one, maybe a couple. You can go out and do all that stuff. Yeah, you yeah. can go out and do all that stuff. So when you much wiggle that. room. But you know, I mean, I I like what Veach is doing because you're seeing yeah. the general manager side of him now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, let's look at the checklist. How's he doing trades? Well, Frank Clark trade. You know, he did help win the Super Bowl. You, we can argue about, you know, the money not being there. It's not a loss. In, in living up to it. Um, Shavarius Ward for Parker Anger, obviously that was a brilliant 100%. trade. Yep. That 100% work. And then can you get the undrafted free agents? Well, but, but in the other trade too, Melvin Ingram, that was, they got him for nothing for from nothing. the Steelers last yeah. year. And he helped them, you know, down the stretch, kind of flip what the defense is. Undrafted free agents. What can you do there? Well, Daryl Williams had a great year last year. Undrafted free agent. By the way, he's still unsigned, which is kind of weird. And Byron Pringle, undrafted free agent under uh, Brett Breach, Turk Wharton, some of these guys. So I think he does that in the eye for talent. Last year's draft, three of the six were starters. Yep. 50% of the guys he drafted in the toughest draft in NFL history because there's no combine, 50% of those guys are starting. They were money. He but now money. you're seeing the general manager side. Now you're seeing the cap. Go and keep this in mind. If John Dorsey could do the cap, he'd still be here. Yep. Brett Veach is good with that. And you got to think of the future. All right. If we pay you now, are we going to be able to pay anybody the next year? Because they even said that about Tyreek Hill. You know, it could be a situation that will he wait? Will he wait for their contract? And then things blew up. Brett Veach was on with Rich Eisen. And I think this will make Chiefs fans happy for next year because when free agency comes around, a lot of people are like, where are the Chiefs doing? They're not doing anything. You see all these other players signing places. Well, the Chiefs going to have some money. Some Brett Veach and picks. They have 10 picks right now in next year's draft. Here's uh, Veach with Rich Eisen talking about uh, the Chiefs being real players in free agency. To entertain this trade, and, and when we realize that we can get multiple picks, a one, two, four, four, and a six, that this would be a way to hit draft and receiver, uh, throw a ton of resources on the defensive side of the football, 
and then also infuse money back into the cap, both in the short and long term, um, so that next year we can be a player in free agency. And so this route that we decided to take, it really opened up what we think are many avenues to improve the roster over the next few years. So next year, become a player in free agency. See, that part makes sense. And it should be exciting because next year, let's say the edge, they're sitting there going, well, we really need somebody else because Frank Clark's going to be gone. We need somebody on the opposite side of Karloftis. And they'll go out and be a player in free agency. And maybe they need something in their wide receivers because maybe that deal's not done. Because Juju signed a one-year contract here. The year before, he signs a one-year contract in Pittsburgh. Like, eventually, time's going to pass him by. But he'd be crazy not to look at some of these contracts like Christian Kirk and all these guys thinking, is he going to get the big bucks? Because he might outprice himself next year. Yeah. Yeah. Depends on the year he has. But I expect him to have a good year with Patrick Mahomes. I expect that to really help his year going forward. As long as he's healthy. No, as long as he stays healthy. Got to stay healthy. But, again, will they do that? Hopefully, Sky Moore is one of the answers, too. But they could hit that in free agency. But they'll have the money to go do that. So it's all about manipulating the money, always thinking about the future and what's going on because this roster's changed. The only guys on the roster predated Mahomes are Kelsey, Chris Jones, James Winchester, long snapper, Harrison Butt. Two of the four specialists. Two of the four. Yep. Yep. So I, I think they will become players next year, and that'll be exciting. Coming up next, J.J. Piccolo had some interesting things to say about the Kansas City Royals. we do that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big and IJ Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing the operation. Text line 913-576-7610, J Southland Toast Service text line. Don't forget the Orlando Brown trade. Yeah, yeah. I didn't bring that up because that is. One. No, it was solid. Because It was very solid because they needed a left tackle. They didn't, there was nobody out there. I mean, Trent Williams, they really wanted Trent Williams, but... They tried. They tried. They tried. The wee hours of the night, didn't quite get Trent Williams. So Orlando Brown made the most sense. The fact they got him away from the Ravens is insane. Which Not is only crazy, that, yeah. Brett Veach called the second and third round last year the hot zone. He ended up getting picked 58 in the second round for the Orlando Brown deal and got Nick Bolton. Yep. So you have your left tackle and you got Nick Bolton for making a trade with the Ravens. A hell of a deal, man. Had tip, uh, had tip, uh, Brett Veach. I'd tip your hand to him. That's right. From the 816. Bink, have you tried the New Mexican pizza yet? You know what? I'm no. I'm going tonight. I'm going tonight. I haven't had it yet. I haven't. I had it in the past. Of course. Everyone has. You're I not mean, American if you haven't had a Mexican pizza. I mean, it needs to come back like the McRib. I mean, when they bring it back all the time. Or just keep it. On rotation. But, no, I haven't had the Mexican pizza yet since they brought it back. But I have wanted it. It's actually something I've discussed with people that I would like to try it because I do think it's one of their better better, uh, menu items. I'm going tonight after work. Are you really? I really am. That's right. I'm a big fan of the Mexican pizza. Where's your nearest talk? Is that out here or do you go up home? No, on the way home. Okay. Yep. Yep. So are you going to get one, two? Um, I'll get two. I'll get two. Why not? Is that all you're getting? That's probably all I'll get. Okay, so you were a fan of them before. Oh, oh yeah. 
Uh, that was my go-to. Okay. That was my go-to. So people, uh, so people out there, uh, people out there enjoying the Mexican pizza, evidently. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like Taco Bell's Mexican pizza? Yeah. Never met that person. They asked me what I eat one if you brought it to me. Well, I appreciate that, but I can't go down there, obviously, because we're up here. Because you're working. Because we're working. I mean, we do. We do have. Uh, we have the new guy, you know. So yeah, can always put him to work. I guess we could if that's what we wanted to. I guess we. Because Colin might eat it, though. That's true. Colin might eat it before it gets up here. I promise he won't lick it. But you're going home and getting one. You're getting one on the way home. I am. All right. I respect that, man. I respect that. So the text line also talking about the hitting coach. Was the hitting coach gone and not the pitching coach? Well, J.J. Piccolo, uh, the general manager of the Kansas City Royals, seems like people th- still throw all the arrows at Dayton. I know he's the president of baseball operations. But don't forget they got a different general manager now, J.J. Piccolo. And which I really like, I think he's gonna be great. But uh, why Bradshaw instead of uh, instead of Cal Eldred? Yeah, the the expectation was simply higher on the offensive side to start the year. We knew from a pitching perspective there was going to be some ups and downs. I mean, three of our five starters every time around, you know, don't have more than really a, a year and a half in the major leagues, and some of them even you know less than a year. That's tough. That's really tough. It's tough on our bullpen, and we have to recognize that. And when you throw Brad Keller in the mix, he's in his fourth year, but he's still 26 years old. So, you know, really the only veteran guy we have in the rotation is is Zach Grinky. So that's a lot to shoulder on young pitchers. It's a lot that trickles down to our bullpen. So we knew there was going to be some struggles there with, with our pitching. The hitting, we had higher expectations right from opening day, and it just wasn't happening. And that, that was simply why uh, the decision was made with hitting versus pitching. We're going to continue to bust our butts to get our need to go. Uh, the urgency's there. Cal understands it. Mike understands it. Larry Carter understands it. Paul Gibson in minor leagues understands it. And that's what we've got to go. We've got to go to work every day and understand where we are, but also where we want to get to and what are realistic expect- expectations. So that's the reason why. If you want to know what the reason why was, that's J.J. Piccolo's answer on that. Now, the new uh, hitting coach part is Alex Zumwalt from the organization. This is why they decided to go with him as hitting coach. One is for one of their first two games with him as hitting coach, but course today they didn't well in 2020 when we made the change in the minor leagues or fall of 19 really um there the the concerted effort was decisions we felt like we chased too much we didn't hit the ball hit the ball hard which kind of go hand in hand um and we were swinging and missing too much so Alex's background he was an advanced scout for us so he watched a lot of major league games over a number of years Played a lot of years in the minor leagues. He's just got a really good feel uh, for what happens in a game, and he's able to make adjustments. But when we asked him to fill that role, uh, he came up with a really good plan along with Drew Saylor and Keone Duran and Mike Tozar. Uh, the hitters have bought into it. Uh, there's, there's processes in place that a lot of our young hitters are now getting to the major leagues or accustomed to. Uh, and more than anything, when you think about Culture and culture and environment. Alec Keone, they're such positive guys. They have energy. I mean, I, I don't know how they do it every day. I mean, it is hours <laughs> in the cage, and they just go. I mean, they just go and go and go, and it's infectious. And players love being around them. So, you know, at this point in time, when you make a move in the middle of the year, you got to think about the clubhouse and the camaraderie, and you know, what's the messaging going to be, and how are how are players going to be. 
Um, you know, are they going to be receptive to what's going on? And I think just Alex positivity along with Keone, Mike Tozar, John Mabry, um, it, it's going to change, you know, so we felt it was necessary right now. So it's JJ Piccolo and Alex Zumwalt, the new uh, hitting coach for the Kansas city Royals. Carlos Hernandez was the pitcher for the Royals today. And he certainly hadn't made it, met expectations that he had last year. Just goes three innings today, gave up five hits, three earned. Some say, you know, they looked at velocity and think that might, the velocity might be down. But is he going to be a starter or is he going to go to the bullpen? Which direction are they going to go? Because remember, Brady Singer gets sent back down. He'll be right back up. That was just a formality of him doing that. But this was the day before yesterday where Carlos Hernandez was going to be the starter today. But he answers the question, bullpen or starter? Well, he, he's he's going to he's going to start tomorrow. Um, you know, he's you know the way we lined up with the doubleheader. He's going to start tomorrow. Uh, Carlos needs to pick it up. You know, that's he, he hasn't pitched the way he pitched last year. Um, he's very aware of it. You know, he's searching for answers right now. We got to get the shape to his breaking ball. You know, where it was last year, his fastball command needs to be better. So there are things that you know we've identified. We're working on it in his bullpen sessions, and now it's got to happen in the game. So we'll see what happens once we get through this time. This time through the rotation and make a decision on whether or not it's staying in the rotation or go to the bullpen. And what does he see wrong exactly with Carlos Hernandez? Well, he's just he's not being as aggressive. I mean, this guy can run miles an hour. He's just not being aggressive. And when you're not aggressive, it's a sign of confidence or lack of confidence. Uh, so that's part of the messaging as well. you got to get back to being aggressive, attack the zone. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. You give up a home run, who cares? But if you, if you walk a guy or two and then give up a home run, that's a bigger problem. But stay on the attack. That's what you did last year. And I think that is probably why his velocity is down. Now, as far as one of the positive moments, and I'm really glad this happened when Brady Singer – Got his opportunity to start, who had been, you know, going back to Omaha, get stretched out, and it's about the changeup. It's about adding that extra pitch, you know, and it worked for him. He's throwing strikes with it, getting guys out like an out pitch. So Brady Singer was awesome tonight. Nine strikeouts looked great. Here was uh, JJ on uh, on one Brady Singer. Well, it wasn't just that simple. I mean, he he hit fastball command. It was outstanding. His slider was outstanding. And then he mixed in 16, 17 change-ups, which is something I don't think he's done in his career. Something he committed to when he's back in Omaha, and he's starting to get a feel for it. And it's going to really change uh, the way he can attack hitters and, more importantly, how hitters can plan to attack him. So it was really a great night for him. Was it just a matter of talking himself into it, J.J.? We talked a little bit about this with, like, Jacob Junis, where – you can make suggestions and it can be easy to try to think about those things. But then when you get into the game and something isn't working, it's hard to stick with it. Was it was being sent down? What do you think kind of motivated this transition? Well, there, there's a couple of things I think come into play here. First, you know, he was put, he was put in the major leagues in 2020 when he really wasn't a finished product. And that was, that was calculated by us because of the COVID season. We thought he would develop better at the major league level than at the alternate site. Um, you know, with that, he had to compete. And the way he competes at that time was fastball slider. So it was really difficult. The 2019 season, I identify a little bit more. We could have done more uh, pressing on the changeup and how important it was. But, of course, we didn't anticipate him being in the major leagues in 2020. And then fast forward to 22, you know, spring training went the way it did. Uh, then he gets optioned out and his back's against the wall and, you know, a little bit more open-minded. What do I need to do? And the message was simple. Your fastball profile needs to be better, uh, more like it has been in the past. Your command needs to be better. You need to throw that change up. 
and have conviction with it, and he'll gain confidence. He already has. I mean, just in the you know three outings in AAA, uh, and then last night the confidence is growing with it, and he really he threw it in some counts last night. I didn't expect him to do that, uh, which really just shows how much more confident he is in just really a three- or four-week period. JJ, is it safe to say because he was the extra man on the doubleheader that it's procedural that he got sent back down and we should expect Brady Singer to make another start soon? Well, it's hard to deny what he did last night. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to make that decision. Um, he can't pitch for four days right now. So being a 27th man, it makes sense that he goes back. And then we'll see how the next couple of days go. But, you know, what I will say, it's hard to deny what he did last night. So you go, J.J. Piccolo, general manager of the Kansas City Royals, that joins uh, Cody and Gold uh, all the time, joined him the last couple of weeks. And uh, interesting things on Brady Singer. I think they really, really needed that. Brady Singer really, really needed that game. That was one of the best performances we've seen. I mean, that was unbelievable stuff. An unlikely guy in doing it against the White Sox. The the Royals have had success against Chicago. They're tied with them 4-4 this year. Last year, they were 10-9 against the White Sox. So had a winning record to him. React to that, plus uh, Sam Mellinger, was, uh, the, he's the new PR guy for the Royals, uh, took over Mike Swanson's job. He was in with Carrington and addressed the whole TV situation with the TV partner, and a lot of times people are upset they can't watch the Royals on TV. Of course, you can hear them on the radio right here on 610 Sports Radio each game, but bring you that next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Big Night, Jim Binkley, Julio Sanchez. Text line said there's a long line. I don't know which Taco Bell are talking about, but people rush out. Did All it just come out today? Uh, I'm not sure if out? it's just today, but I, I, it's within the last few days. I know that. Which, which, by the way, Bink, are you uh, you looking forward to the surprise? You looked awfully nervous sitting across the uh, the glass here. When's the surprise? Ten minutes. On. Yeah, we got about ten minutes. We'll say top of the hour. Ten minutes surprise. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, don't be so nervous. It's okay. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. The phone line. But they, you know, Royals thoughts. I mean, Vern was fired up, man. Like Vern was oh, fired yeah. up. He was feeling some type of way today. Yeah, I mean, a win today would have been nice. They were up four to one. They had it. They, they had. It. They didn't. They could have won the series against the White Sox. They got the Twins coming in tomorrow night. Yeah, for three. We'll see how that goes. I'm not optimistic. Twins have surged themselves in the first place. Yep. They weren't so good when they first got here, when they got mm-hmm. here earlier this season. No, no, but they've picked it up. Yeah, they have picked it up, and they're kind of running away with things at this point because nobody yep. else wants to make a move. Yep. And Cleveland wants to go the other way, 100% the other way. I don't way. think anybody expected them to be good this year, <laughs> so, you know. I didn't. I mean, a lot of people did. The, the, the over-under of the Royals was quite a larger. They still had a good pitching staff, right? Yeah, the hitting, yeah. I always thought, yeah. was going to be a little tougher for them to do. But Sam Mellinger, the former Kansas City Star columnist, that's uh, now head of Royals PR, uh, taking over Mike Swanson, came in studio yesterday uh, with Carrington, talking about the TV situation, the TV situation with Ballas, because now a lot of you want to be able to watch the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, it is frustrating. Like we we want, um, and this isn't me talking. You know, Sam. This is you know John Sherman's talked about this. Um, distribution is critical, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, distribution, if you take the short money version or the short money view, whatever, you want the money, right? But the long-term view, which is, I think, what um, what this ownership group is taking is, yeah, distribution is critical. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a spot, right? Because um, Bally's is our partner. 
um, and we're, you know, supportive and all those things. But, yeah, we want everybody to be able to watch our games as easily as possible, for sure. And so you hear the frustration, the sense of frustration, and I think the Royals are frustrated with it, too. Are you guys frustrated with the way the TV setup is right now to watch Royals baseball this year? Uh, Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's basically the same thing. So here's the Royals frustrated with the TV situation. I'm able to watch them, but it's hit or miss. If you ask 10 people, can you watch the game or not? Yep. I mean, I had to get it. I mean, there isn't no, no way I wasn't going to. I mean, you, you didn't have to, but you, you did. Oh, but I mean, you know, I get to watch the Royals for the job and everything else, and I enjoy watching them or going out there. I mean, I, I enjoy the Royals. You, you know what I do? I check the box score. If it's not readily available, I'm not watching. I, you, or I'll listen to it on 610 Sports Radio. That's right good. Here. It's Because it's always on. All right. Solid plug right there. You're always welcome. on. Always on. Remember the newspaper used to read the box scores? Yeah. Had to wait for I that. that. Then, like, late West Coast games wouldn't be in there. We're, we're that old, Bank. We are that old. And you just grab the cell phone. You can check them all r- yep. real quick or get an update as soon as it happens. Yeah, score I like the day. physical copies. I like the, the physical papers. You, you know? still a newspaper guy? Uh, for some things. Like, uh, I got the national championship. Obviously, you know I'm a big Jayhawk fan, so I had to go pick the uh, final four in the uh, championship paper up. But uh, otherwise, no. I mean, that's the way of the dinosaurs, my friend. Do they still, I wonder what they sell it more, because they used to try to sell it everywhere. They were trying to advertise it everywhere and get you to buy it when you walked in the grocery stores and everything else. Now everybody just buys it online. Yeah, yeah, no. It's become a total digital media platform where your writers are now doing clips and TV stuff. It's The whole industry's changed. Social media, it's taken over. But I'm with him, though. you got to have your product on TV. You just have to do it. And it has to be readily available. Even if it's bad, it still needs to be on TV because... It can be out of sight and out of mind. And, you know, next month is when Bally's going to have the app out where you can pay 20 bucks a month, whatever it is, for the Royals. And so you got you buy, you got another streaming service to get it. The bottom line is this should have been ready before this year. You had the whole offseason to get this thing done. It should have been done before then. Yeah. Because they missed out on a golden opportunity, in my opinion, because of Bobby Wood Jr. The most hype guy since I've been doing this. The most hype guy. Since probably Hosmer, right? Maybe more, even more so, right? More so. Eh, Mondesi? I think even up? more hyped. Yeah. Because okay. they, everybody, they, when Mondesi came up with the 15 World Series, everybody was so enamored yeah, of what the team was doing. And it kind of yeah. overshadowed the yeah. debut. But he, he wasn't the number one prospect in all baseball. True. You know, he wasn't sitting there as the guy, the number one prospect. Well, and also he was coming into an established team, whereas this is not that. So, but they missed the opportunity because people wanted to watch it. Like people are interested in watching Bobby Wood Jr. And I'm sure some of the attendance at the K is to go out and watch him play. Absolutely. And he's got four bombs now. Sal Perez leads the team at six. I mean, he could pass him. He's probably going to end up on his team's second home runs or first. I mean, it's just who he is. And Melendez already got two. I mean, the home runs are going to start coming. I hope and we're freaking I hope so, with man. both these guys because both of them so. could mash. Yeah, I, I hope so. Just just for the pleasure of watching Royals baseball in general. But it should have been ready before the season started. And not only that, maybe give it free for a month trial. Like get people hooked in on it so that I got to keep going. I got to buy this now. I got to buy this now. But then when the, when the team doesn't play well, then people don't care. And the problem with, with starting the app in June for 20 bucks or whatever it is, you've already lost a lot of people because they're used yep. to already March, April, May, in, in part of June, there's almost four months of baseball they haven't got to see him, so they've got other stuff to do now. Yeah. 
they found other items to do and they don't have to watch the Royals every night. Then you look at the record, you know, when they, when they fluctuate between eight and 10 games under 500 and like, I'm not paying this extra money to see them. So they missed the opportunity. In my opinion, the SAP should have been ready at the beginning. Cause that's what the customers wanted. Yeah. It's uh, like, you didn't yeah. listen to the customers. No, that's, isn't that, isn't that baseball in general? But I thought they listened to the customers when it came to like getting rid of the yeah, that's coach. Fool- that's, that's foolishness. That you you got suckered into that. You should know how baseball works. But you, you never listen to people. You never listen to fans because, as they say, you'll become one. Well, but but also you'll end up sitting with them. The, the fans also pay the bills, and and I mean the revenue is important, right? I just think it was out of sight, out of mind. I mean, I can't imagine fourteen to fifteen. They would have got that money. Oh, 100 people had to watch them. I well, mean, they were so exciting to play and watch, and they would have gotten twenty bucks a month without a problem. Like you said, they should have struck while while the iron was hot, right? At the beginning of the season before, which the Royals are notorious for, for starting slow, right? You could, have, you could have tricked some people into, some extra people into, uh, into buying in to that app going into the season and then check out. Now, people have already checked out. Yeah, they have, but it's like you're getting them an opportunity. Okay, join now. Well, maybe Melendez, well, he'll stay here. Maybe he keeps crushing home runs. Maybe eventually Prado gets here or Vinny Pascatino. You know, get up here and maybe people buy it. But I think they missed an opportunity because this should have been ready before the season started. Anyway, coming up next, go back to the uh, that college football squabble. It's kind of leading national news as far as sports is concerned with Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher. Drama in the SEC next. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 